coming to you from the Summer Skate Studios. It's ITHSW Podcasts College Hockey West Weekly. Coming to you from the Summer Skate Studios. From the Summer Skate Studios, Behind the Mask Hockey Shops present College Hockey West Weekly. Behind the Mask's College Hockey West Weekly is brought to you by Toyota of the Desert, where there's more to our dealership than just sales and service. Your trusted Toyota dealer at toyotaofthedesert.com or at 68-105 Kyle Road in Cathedral City, California. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas, or 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. Stop in for lunch, cater your next event, or just buy a couple of bottles of our award-winning sauces. Top Golf, let us help you reimagine your next business meeting or team building event. See your regional center or go to topgolf.com. The NCHC and NCHC.tv. Subscribe to NCHC.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. The Tag Creative Group. Search T. Grand Rudd at redbubble.com and let us help you create a unique design for you or your business. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to behindthemask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Jets Pizza. Whether it's our legendary Detroit-style square or New York-style thin crust, Jets Pizza is better because it has to be. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, where an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations around the world. The Spaghetti Shack, classic Italian comfort food quickly with locations in Tempe, Pine Top, and our ghost kitchen in Queen Creek. Order online at thespaghettishack.com. Liberty University, play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. Summer Skates, shower shoes or koozies to show your game and style at summerskates.com. And by the Caesars Sportsbook app, a proud partner of the NHL. College Hockey West Weekly from the Summer Skate Studios presented by Behind the Mask as a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans, anywhere that you may be joining us on this beautiful Tuesday evening. Scott Strandy with you tonight in Palm Springs, California, where it's just a balmy 100 degrees. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein, joining me from that big, beautiful palatial estate out on Long Island, New York. I'm sure tonight the fire pit's going. I'm almost sure he's got the uh, summer skates on. Probably got a land shark or two somewhere near his uh, his reach. So, Paul, how are you? Uh, I don't know what the heck you're talking about. Um, I do have the summer skates on. As usual, that's about the only thing you get right. One of these times I'll get it right, though. I keep trying, okay? Because something's got to... First of all, you're immediately wrong as soon as you start talking about quote-unquote estates. (laughs) So you start off wrong to begin with. (laughs) oh my goodness i'm not the one that gets the rose petals thrown at my feet (laughs) i'm not the one that gets the red carpet rolled out for them sometimes it's orange okay whatever sometimes it's on fire baby you know whatever it's the, the the point is that when when somebody says it's good to be the king it's not about me oh okay 
Okay, just checking. Just checking. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're talking NCAA hockey tonight, and we have to start off with uh, the guys that are battling still. That Wednesday night, Paul, will be the last professional game that I'm aware of in North America um, on the ice. And uh, it will be uh, between the Coachella Valley Firebirds, the first-year team in the American Hockey right. League, against the Hershey Bears, probably the oldest team in all of American Hockey League. Uh, or well, the American they're definitely Hockey the oldest team in the American I mean, they're definitely, um, whether they're quote-unquote oldest team in the American Hockey League, I'm pretty sure they are. But they certainly are one of the longest-running, continuous minor league hockey franchises. Um, uh, yeah, you're right. Um, I do want to say, though, uh, the proof is in the pudding, as they say, and it is clear that home ice makes a oh. difference, at least in the uh, American Hockey League playoffs, because what we witnessed, um, what I witnessed in person from the Coachella Valley Firebirds all season, all all playoffs is home ice uh, definitely makes a difference. I started off the press conference last night with Coach Bilesma. I said, so, Coach, let's get this out of the way right off the get-go. I said, "How was uh, how's home cooking? And he goes, it's great. <laughs> well, clearly, I mean, they lost three one-goal games in, in Hershey. Did Coachella Valley two of those games in overtime. And the one game they, you know, uh, the, the one game that wasn't overtime was also a one-goal game. When you're talking about overtime, you're talking about coin tosses. The games in California have not been coin tosses. I think it's 15-2. to two. They've outscored the uh, the team from uh, Hershey. Um, uh, chocolate okay. bars will soon be allowed to be eaten again, once again, here okay. in... Uh, <laughs> you know, I, 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 said to, I said to you earlier today, when I, you know, I turned it on, it was one nothing in terms of the visiting team. And they had the puck in the Coachella Valley end for about two or three minutes consecutively. When they finally got it out, I think this was about 10 or 11 minutes gone in the first period. And that's pretty much the only time I saw the puck in the Coachella Valley end for the rest of the point that I was able to stay up and watch the game. I mean, after that, it was basically in Hershey's end the whole time. So what are you saying? Joey didn't have to do much besides throw the puck up to Cole Lynn for uh, almost a virtual breakaway goal on the power play? Well, no, he had to withstand the pressure that Hershey put on early. He'll probably have to do that again tomorrow night. I'm sure Hershey's going to bring it, okay? But I also well, have this feeling tomorrow, Paul, that uh, the Firebirds are going to bring it. Nobody wants to hear you waving your pom-poms. We all know what the heck you're talking about. We all, we all know where you're coming <laughs> down on this. Jeez. Well, I'm, I'm telling you facts, okay? I am telling you facts because this team is flat-out better. It's deeper. It's more uh, experienced. It's more talented. And uh, last night when I was leaving the press conference room and going upstairs in the arena, I ran into a lot of the uh, Hershey players, and they were making a very quick exit towards the bus. And um, it was clear that, they're, uh, that they just don't know what to do in this building. They, they, can't, they can't solve this uh, Coachella Valley Firebird team. And there's some talented players. NCHC players will know this, right? Um, 
Ethan Frank playing really well. Mason Morelli playing really well. Henrik Borgstrom playing really well. I mean, that's just uh, Hunter Shepard in goal playing really well. And then you go to the the uh, Coachella side and you see um, guys like uh, Andrew Podolarski and you see uh, Joey Decord and, uh, you know, it just goes on and on and on about NCAA players that um, are, are playing better and better. I thought it was interesting last night. A few of the players from Coachella were asked, um, is this going to be the biggest game you've ever played in? And uh, Joey Decord said, if not, it'll be right up there. Cole Lynn said, this would be the biggest game I've ever played in. Um, uh, see who Cameron Hughes was also in there. And uh, Cam said this would be the biggest game he's played in. So it's pretty important to these players to uh, to be able to come out and, and get this done. And, and and they said it to a man, as you would expect. You know, we, we have a, a job to do here. It's not over yet. We just want a game to get this thing tied. It's, uh, it doesn't matter until the end of Wednesday night. Well, listen, I mean, you know, most of these guys haven't played in the NHL playoffs, right? A handful of these guys have played in the NCAA tournament. But, you know, uh, they're, you know, they're getting up there and, and, and now they're going to, they're going to play for a big time trophy you want to win organizations want their teams to win they want their players to quote learn how to win and create a culture of winning and you know i I think this is you know obviously you you know it's you you want to start as soon as you can if you are you know, if you're an, an organization, that's whether, you know, you're you're talking about uh, college or professional ranks. You you want to win your teams. You, you know, you want your organization to know how to win. And this is why, uh, as you sit there and you talk about certain things uh, in terms of building a championship team. You want to, you have to build kind of a, you you do have to kind of build the, the, uh, from the bottom up, you have to build, you know, teams that are, uh, all I have to say is the Edmonton Oilers. They have two of the top five players in the league, and have they won anything? Your your boys up there in Toronto. <laughs> Hold right? on a minute, my a boys. Bunch, a bunch of my boys in of Toronto. Of top players. What have they won? Did they even win it? They made it to the second round finally. Did they did they even win a game in that second round? I haven't looked. I, I don't know. They, I don't check. That's not my team. <laughs> Sure. What are you talking? Sure, it is. No, it's not. <laughs> no, they're much closer to you. So I think the fandom comes from your end, no, without no, a doubt. No, no, not a chance. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, 
so that's that's going on in Coachella tomorrow night. Uh, we'll have uh, a champion one way or the other. It'll either be the Firebirds or the Hershey Bears. Um, I'm just feeling it. I, I'm feeling like this team is a team of destiny. Uh, they talked oh, about it all season long I about would, how I they. Uh, what? No. What are you? What are you going to try to battle me? Uh, well, I would not have expected you to say anything different with those. Well, I'm just telling the truth. I'm just telling the truth, and you know, I I have some Ugh. some friends on the Hershey Bears team, and it's killing me. It's killing me every time I see Mason Morelli, Hunter Shepard, Henrik Borgstrom, and and Ethan Frank go up and down the ice. Whatever. Um, it, it it's killing me to to see them and to know that they're probably not going to come out on top of this. But um, Coachella Valley, I told you this once they got by Calgary, I, I thought they were the best team left. And uh, they're clearly proving it right now. Um, Dan Bilesma has done a great time. job. I thought this was interesting, Paul. And, and uh, we can kind of relate this to NCAA hockey too, but um, that Cole Lind was asked, what was said in the locker room after game five when you lose and you got to fly back to Coachella and you're now down 3-2 in the series and you got to go and win two games to win the cup. He said, you know, normally after a loss, coaches don't come into the locker room. They just let us um, talk it out ourselves. But he said, Dan came in and, and he said, guys, uh, hang your, don't hang your heads. Keep them up high because uh, this is the way it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be seven games. We're going to win it at home in seven games. And, uh, and the guy said, yeah, you know, we kind of all bought in because – you know, you protect home ice, and you're going to win this thing. Well, listen, I mean, that's why you play, right? You want home ice for a lot of different reasons. A lot of different reasons. Um, and, you know, to get more games sleeping in your own bed is one of them. And, you know, maybe Hershey was tired because they've had to lay it and they, I mean, I don't want to say they had to lay it all out those three games in Hershey, but their backs were basically against the wall after you're down two games to none. And if you're going to have a chance to win, you really couldn't lose any of those games at home. And they had to exert a lot of energy to get it back to California. And... You know, did they have? They didn't really have a day off, right? Because no. they played on Saturday. Yeah, that, that's what I'm gonna. Flew, I assume they flew either overnight Saturday night into nope. Sunday. Nope. Or they flew on Sunday. They flew on Sunday. They did yeah, get I mean, here uh, about one thirty or so in the afternoon local time. Um, so, but I'm gonna agree with you 100 percent because yes, they expended a lot of energy. Yes, their backs were against the wall coming up. They're knowing they couldn't lose a game at home. And they didn't. They did everything in their power to make sure that that didn't happen. But now, now is when the pressure comes because you got to fly out here. As you said, you're flying on your off day. And you're not just flying from, you know, Denver to Phoenix. You're flying from Harrisburg to Coachella Valley. Then you get out here. You've just gone through a th- three hour time difference. You got to get your body adjusted again. Um, you got to get some proper food and hydration. Then you go do a morning skate, and then you come uh, out for game six on Monday night, and you get this onslaught of a crowd against you, and you come out and you do everything right. 
for the first five minutes, as you mentioned. And then all of a sudden, the floodgates opened, and here comes Coachella. And uh, Coach Todd Nelson of the Hershey Bears said, you know, when they score, they score in bunches, and we just can't let them score <laughs> because once they get one, they're probably going to get a couple more. And uh, boy, oh, boy, that was really evident. And and then, you know, so then you got last night, they, they get back to the hotel. They have a, a morning skate, or short practice today, and then it's rest. And at this point, you can't really push them too hard, you know, because they've played almost 100 games. So uh, they take a little time. Tomorrow they'll have a morning skate and they'll come out and everything will be on the line. Um, but but I think it's more than that, Paul. I think I, I think they're just up against a juggernaut of a team. And uh, Dan Bilesma has done a fantastic job. So has uh, Troy Brody and and Ron Francis of putting together uh, a team that can be competitive. And more importantly, Joey Decord hit it on the head. He said, "We have been in every situation conceivable." There's nothing that we haven't seen this season, and uh, we've overcome everything. So there's no reason to doubt that we won't overcome this as well. Well, you would think that in uh, a long season that would be the case, but who am I to argue with Joey? I mean, he's got good, solid academic credentials. Where did he go to school, by the way? Um, I'm trying to remember. But. Yeah, where'd you go to school, by the way? Uh, okay, I went to just wanted to know. Just want to know. I, I was at a Starbucks today, Paul, and there was a guy wearing a uh, a Sun Devil hat uh, working behind the counter, and he saw me, and I was wearing my Western Conference Firebirds T-shirt today on the off day, and he says, uh, "Hey, how about them Firebirds?" And I said, "Hey, how about them Sun Devils?" <laughs> and he well, said, yeah, he said, I said, do you, uh, did you go to school there? Or do you go to school there? Or just a fan? And he goes, no, he goes, Starbucks does a lot of great things for us. So he said, I, I still go to school there. I'm just home for the summer. And I said, go. well, one Paul Hornstein won't see summer for another week or so. Well, I don't think, I don't really don't think you said that, but. <laughs> but anyway, we had a nice chat about it. He was a hockey fan and, uh, and uh, he was uh, really hoping that the Firebirds would get it done. So anyway, that's enough uh, a Firebird talk for the night. Uh, I've been saying for about the last week and a half that we're going to talk schedules, and we just haven't had time because we've had some great guests on, and Coach Campy was wonderful yeah. on uh, on Sunday night, just bringing us everything that we wanted to hear. Um, Coach Berman was on uh, last Tuesday. Uh, we had Coach Powers last Monday or last Sunday night. Um so we've gotten all this great insight. But one thing we haven't talked much about is the schedules. And I know we don't have everybody's in our coverage allowed. area yet, but we do need to talk about. So I want to start off with uh, the NCHC champions, the Denver Pioneers. Uh, okay. Um, and here's why. Um, we all know that David Carl does a fantastic job uh, by giving back, if you will, and uh, playing teams and and keeping um, the the outskirted teams, if you will, uh, in the mix, and he's doing it again. He's going back to Alaska, his home state, uh, to play the Alaska Fairbanks Nanooks on the road to open yeah. the season, the seventh and eighth of October. How cool is that, Paul? Well, um, I think it's very it's a very interesting opening to the Denver schedule. Because they play their first four games on the road, and yeah, then they have a weekend off. 
and then they go to Providence and Boston College. Yeah. So remember, kind of... remember what I told you about Coach Powers, and probably he shouldn't have done what he did last year in the opening of the schedule. Well, David Carl has decided that his team is just going to do it. Well, they also don't have to worry about they're they're going to play in a conference tournament, so they have room for error. Good point. Very good point. You know, um, I, I would imagine it's those first two games at Fairbanks are going to be very, very interesting. Um, first of all, I'm sure that whatever building they're playing in is going to be packed. Okay. How could it not uh, be? DU and David well, Carl coming home. The, the season, the season starting. You know, it's. You know, the season's going to be, you know, their first, obviously, it's, it's everybody's opening of the season. And, you know, I, they're, they're going to play. I, I would have to look and see how much the Carlson Center holds up there in Fairbanks. Um, but I'm sure that getting a seat in that game, in, in that building for those two games against Denver, it's just over, just under forty six hundred fans. That place is. They'll. I guarantee you, um, that they're going to get over that in those buildings. They're going to get over that that number. Paul, if they had four hundred more seats, they could have an NHL franchise in there. Well, they could. Maybe, <laughs> maybe somebody will move there. Maybe somebody will move there. Anyway. Okay, um, but I guarantee you that those that they're going to get now they may not count them all, but they're going to have more than that forty six hundred in that in those in that building for those two games. That place is going to be jammed. Uh, every inch of space is going to be taken up by somebody watching that game. They, okay, they, so I'm sure they'll I'm sure they'll sell standing room seats. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. And they'll get close to 5,000 in, in that building. Okay, so shh, don't tell the fire marshal. Anyway, um, <laughs> well, it's, uh, so, it's over five for basketball, so it's not like. So so let me throw this out there. Um, we talk about what it means to Denver and David Carl bringing these guys back there and all of that. But what does it mean to Alaska Fairbanks? Because they had a season last year where they probably deserved to be in the NCAA tournament. They did everything in their power. They waited it out and didn't get in. How how are they going to take the, Is this going to be a prove it series where, hey, we're going to show you? I know some of the guys are going to be gone. Quite a few of the well, guys actually. The issue, right? We, I mean, but is this going to be a prove it series? Well, I mean, when you're the underdog, you're trying to prove it all the time. I mean, to be honest. When you talk about opening a schedule, uh, let's 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 take a look at Fairbanks's opening. They host Denver for those two games, and 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 I'm ecstatic for that. Those are that's that is a great job by Josh Perlow in Denver and David Carl going up there for those games. That's a good good job, right? Josh Perlow, did I get it right? Burlow for the B. Burlow, okay. Burlow. Um. Then they go on the road. Just think Bulldog. When you think Josh, just think Bulldog. I get it. 
bad enough I have to think about it with you. <laughs> okay. Um, and then you go from hosting Denver to uh, a four-game trip to Michigan Tech and St. Cloud. Four games in eight in eight days on the road. You're not going to go back. Um, you know that's uh that's going to be that is a that is a heck of a six game opening to the season. Yeah, and and that's exactly what I was asking you. How important is it to to the Nanooks to to try to get a game against Denver out of there? Um, to win either Friday or, sat- or Saturday or Sunday. Well, see, part of the issue is now, you know, if if they, if if Fairbanks had their team coming back and didn't lose the guys, they didn't. Now, obviously, you'll lose guys to graduation, but you know, if 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 they weren't losing, if they didn't lose the guys from the portal that they lost, um, you know. Uh, I give them a better chance to win these games. One of these games against Denver, you never expect Denver to get swept. I mean, could it happen? Sure. Do you expect it? No. Is it likely? No. But because you know Denver's not going to fly out there on the sixth. Right. <laughs> They'll be prepared. Um, okay, so we we, we then said, a, how long is it a? Uh, how long of a flight is it from Denver to Fairbanks? I don't know. Never done it. Love uh, to look it right. up. Usually you let the chauffeur drive. Any, anyway. <laughs> anyway, the Pioneers then, as we said, will have a week off when they get back. Then they'll then travel to Providence and Boston College. Last year, Paul, when they went out east um, to open the season, it didn't go so well. So um, is this kind of a, a – David Carl saying, "Let's let's figure this out, guys. Let's figure this out right away in non-conference about playing Providence in Boston College." Well, you got to win on the road in the NCHC in order to to be in the prime position for that, you know that 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 frozen face-off and winning that league. And you know, you might as well go right into the fire. Forget the frying pan. Go right into the fire. <laughs> Love it. Nice analogy. Um, so, so then they come back and they they have October twenty seventh and twenty eighth, which I think is going to be a fun weekend. Uh, Augustana, I believe, is playing at Magnus on Friday night, and then we'll then play at uh, uh, Colorado College on Saturday night. And I believe Air Force is going to play uh, at Denver on Saturday night, and they could be playing. Uh, Colorado College on Friday oh, yeah, night. Do it. I have that right? Those four teams. Yeah, you actually, yeah, yeah, you got it. Okay, Don't and that, that again, th- that'll be a fun, uh, a fun exchange. It'll be the first time to see Augustana and see what Air Force is rebuilt with, and we know what uh, Coach Mayotte's doing at Colorado College, and we assume that Denver is doing the same thing as they always do. They just kind of reload the, restock the shelves. Yeah, um, and then. Things kind of kick off for real. The first NCHC games of the season for the Pioneers are against their old nemesis, a home-and-home against Colorado College. Start at Magnus, finish at Colorado Springs. Um, (laughs) It just doesn't get any easier, does it? No, I kind of like that. I kind of like the the home-and-home aspect of things. 
I mean, it's not like they're not going to – it's not like they have to – even if they were playing both games at, at Magnus or both games at Robeson, that the other team would stay there overnight. They'd go home and sleep in their own beds. So, Well, yeah, it's an easy like bus that. ride. You know, I kind of like Especially in early thing. November. Yeah, I like that home-and-home home thing. You know. Then here's an interesting thing, a quirk in the schedule, call it. Really? Uh, November 10th and the 11th, they're right. going to go to Arizona State. Well, this way they get a chance to get into the building and get used to it for future reference when they, you know, might have to do it every year. <laughs> so what you're saying is it's a quirk now, but will be the NCHC staple in the future? The season will have started? And... Uh, I, I, <laughs> I didn't say it. Okay, okay. Uh, I, 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 were you reading the tea leaves it. is what I want to know. Were you reading well, the tea leaves? You know, this way because I've been told they're pretty accurate. Right, and you know this way, you know, and I'll be very curious to see um, if the tea leaves fall the right way. Uh, will they do it in pods of three and work the schedule around that way? Because I would think that that's the way they'll do it. But what do I know? I'm not an associate commissioner, or or he's <laughs> you know, putting it all on Michael. Nice. Well, I, last time I, he comes on, know. last time he comes on to talk about it. Anyway, well, last time he talks to me. Anyway, I don't know about you. Anyway, uh, then November 17th and 18th, uh, they will uh, host the uh, our, one of our newest teams in the coverage area. The oh. UNO Omaha Mavericks will come right, to Magnus well, I Arena. I watch all these games anyway. Yeah, yeah, I know. News. So there you go. I know. So you'll see them. Uh, and then Thanksgiving weekend, Yale coming to Magnus. So they have an NCHC uh, weekend. Then a an, an non-conference weekend currently, and then a conference weekend, and then a non-conference weekend again, and then Paul the first of December. Hello, well, here comes the uh, University of North Dakota Fighting Hawks. Uh, well, first of all, that's I, I think that you're, you're blowing past what is a very interesting non-conference matchup against Yale. Two historic programs. They're usually pretty good. They're usually a top 10, 15 team. Um, and by this point in the season, they'll have played two or three weeks. So they're, you know, even though they're an Ivy school and they don't start till the first week of December, uh, November, uh, they should be in a groove by then. That's a really, that's a, that's a, a, a big time stretch there. Big time stretch of weekends. You know, conference weekend with Omaha. A top probably fifteen matchup with Yale, um, and then head to North, you know, host North Dakota uh, after you're playing ASU, and 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 once again that, and then you and you're playing ASU after you play your rivals, right? Your local rivals, three games in a row. Yeah, and yep. you go play ASU in in a situation where um, I don't think there's any animosity between the two programs, but. You know, um, ASU is striving to get to be close to the Denver level of consistency. Um, and that, that's just a very interesting stretch of schedule right there. Absolutely it is. Okay, so they finish up that uh, North Dakota series. They go on the road to one of the places that's the toughest for them, always has been, for the Denver Pioneers to play. That's Western Michigan in Kalamazoo on uh, the 8th and 9th of December. 
Then they'll get a couple of weeks off, and here's where it gets interesting. By the way, a lot of teams. Uh, December. Hold on. Yeah. Get, a lot of teams have problems playing at Lawson. That's not news. No, I'm just saying it, for Denver, as good as Denver's been predominantly over the years, that's one place that's given them fits. You know, but, you know, I mean, because Western has been very solid. They may not have always been um, a top 15 team, so to speak, but they're always very, very solid. It, you know, it never shocks you when they show up in the top 10 or the top 15. Can I can I tell you how solid they are? Sure. Okay. Um, I saw Ethan Frank the other day in his shorts. He's solid. He's very solid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he does not move. He does not get moved very much on the ice. I watched him particularly last night after after seeing him run around in shorts for a while, and I'm going like, okay, let's see how he does this on the ice with those humongously large and strong thighs. Um, he he has one of the widest skating strides I've ever witnessed. And uh, he's always in that position. And there's no doubt that he's always ready to, uh, to switch directions on a, on a dime to, uh, to shoot a puck on the fly, to make a crisp pass on the, I mean, that's not luck, Paul. This has got to do with the way he's worked out with physics, with hockey skills, all of that. But I'll tell you, if you've got that kind of a base, you are one heck of a long way towards becoming a really good hockey player. Well, that's what you want, right? You want that guy to stand in front of the net and take the beating. And it's funny because as much as the theoretical approach to hockey changes, it still stays the same. How do you score goals? You get someone to the front of the net, you create havoc, and you do your best to get get in the goalie's eyes and block his vision and tips and rebounds and all that. The, how you score has never changed. No matter how much the computer says, no, you got to do this and you got to do that. The computer doesn't know a damn thing about winning. <laughs> or ranking, by the way. <laughs> but anyway, that's a whole other thing. I'm not going to get started on that in the summertime. I don't want to ruin everybody's summer. But anyway, <laughs> you're correct. The only way that that works against you, Paul, the only way is if you cannot get that puck on net. And I watched Coachella struggle with that uh, on the road in Hershey. I saw bits of it last night. They were better, but they weren't to where they wanted to be yet. But you, if you get a guy in front, you've got to hit that net because yeah. if you don't, all you're doing is giving the other team an odd man rush. And if you do hit the net, it may go in, it may stop short of the goaltender, and he may bobble it, and you may slap in a rebound. It may come right off the goaltender into your uh, onto your stick. You don't know. But if you miss that net, nine times out of ten, it's going the other direction, and you're not ready for it. Nope. So, um, yeah, you're, you're correct. It, it really hasn't changed. And the, the guys from Coachella said that last night. They said, you know what, we just got back to simplifying our game, and putting pucks and players on the net works every time. Okay. So they leave Western. They get a couple of weeks off for the Christmas holiday. Then they play Minot state, the defending ACHA national champions coming to Magnus. 
Oh, good for Minot. Uh, and good for that's it. You know, it's good for Minot. <laughs> listen, we have acknowledged that that it's great for these NCAA teams to play these ACHA teams and UA, you know, AAU teams if they're doing that on the East Coast. But you know, good for them. This gives Denver a chance to play a game uh, in in a in a long break and rest some guys and play some guys that probably don't normally get to play and keeps them fresh considering they don't play a game that counts from December 9th to January 5th. Exactly. That leads us to January 5th where they get Niagara coming to Magnus. Um, that, that That's out east, right, Niagara? Yes. Okay, it's just checking. Buffalo. Is that a New York team? Yes, it is one of the 13. Okay. Oh, just or, or 11 New York I State knew that. <laughs> anyway, I'm just taking you on. So Niagara comes to, to Magnus. Then they stay the next weekend in Magnus, and they get the St. Cloud State Huskies coming to uh, the uh, Denver Pioneers in January, which can be kind of ugly. I'm not going to lie. It can be kind of ugly uh, the second week of January. Or 90. Or what? Or 80. No, it can't. It will not. It might be 30 or it might be zero. There might be 10 feet of snow or there might be nothing. Or not. But in, you in don't Denver? know. You never know in Denver. You well, never, I, never know. I, yeah, but I've seen that before. It's been but it won't be 80. I can tr- trust me. It won't be 80 in January. Five, whatever. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> anyway, um, then they'll go on the road to Omaha. And they will wrap up the month of January at North Dakota. So let's take it back to where January pretty much starts. After that um, Minot exhibition, they will feel it. Four games at home, four games on the road. But that is big time, and you'll have to be ready to go in the start of 2024. Well, listen, it's the NCHC. We, We all know what that means. And, you know, you're going to, you know, we're going to sit there and and they're going to battle it out. And, you know, see, seasons like last year where Denver ran away with the regular season don't happen that often in this league. So it's always a grind. Okay, so let's get ourselves to February where they will uh, get a visit from Western Michigan. So that's four games against Western Michigan this year. Then um, on the weekend of my birthday. They will go see my Bulldogs in Duluth. Well, that was planned, I'm sure. Well, I'm sure. Why would it not be? Uh, I'm sure they asked. <laughs> they asked if they could schedule that. Then they'll come back, and they'll have uh, Miami at home at Magnus. Then the first weekend of March, they will go to St. Cloud State, and they will wrap up March 8th and 9th, their regular season against those Tigers. From Colorado College, they will go to Colorado College on Friday night. They will host the uh, Tigers in Magnus on Saturday night. Then play begins in the NCHC in the quarterfinals and so on. Um, they will go. So, Paul, when you just kind of look at an overview of that schedule, um, is that a good pairwise type schedule for Denver? And we know they don't need it because of the NCHC and the conference tournament, but. Uh, is that a good pairwise schedule for them? Uh, I would say it's very, very, very solid. 
I would say that it's very, it might be more than solid. It might, I mean, you're playing on, first of all, you start off the season with four games on the road. And and two of those games are at per, perennial hockey East contenders. And, 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 and you're going on the, you're playing ASU who we have to admit, we, we don't know what they're going to be because we never know. Um, Yale is a perennial contender in the ECAC. Um, they're one, you know, Niagara, the Niagara series could be a trap series because they will have not played a, 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 a game that counts for a month when they play those two games. And, you know, and look at it again. And then you go back to the gauntlet that is the NCHC. Yeah, I totally agree with you. We're going to take a break here in just a minute, but, um, I, I want to throw out there two ser- two teams that I think are going to be. Um, one will be back probably where they perennial, perennially are, and the other one is climbing, and that's North Dakota and CC. They're going to get four games against them each, uh, two at home, two away. Um, so I think Denver is going to have to uh, really be sharp, knowing the fact that Western is there, St. Cloud is there, Duluth is there, the whole conference. But I think the two that could be nemesis this year – are the Tigers, and of course the uh, Fighting Hawks. Am I correct on that? Are you sure, it's the Fighting Hawks. Let me go ask Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> you want to ask Rick too while you're asking? Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, the Fighting Hawks. Anyway, um, where do they play anyway? At the Ralph, correct? Uh, I, I, they, as far as I know, they play at Ralph Engelstad Arena. Yeah, the Ralph. Nice, nice. You're getting it. You're getting no. close. No. <laughs> anyway, let's take a quick break. Who do you want to go over next? Because we only got like uh, we we just blew through this know. part I of the just, show. Listen, Is there a whatever. team that I you just, want to talk about next? I just go with whatever you tell me. Okay, let's do this. Let's let's stay in, in Colorado. Let's talk about the Tigers next. We'll be right back. At behind the mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Gensel banks it towards the goalie. Score. Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr. He scores. Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. My goodness gracious me. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. So you're a few weeks into the season and that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky. Those sweaty gloves and pads, yuck. Well, there's only so much you can do about it. But when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent, that's easy. Our customizable shower shoes go right into the washing machine, then air dry overnight 
and they're ready for their next shift at the rink. Customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number, summer skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house. Head to IcetimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Skates link to get your personalized koozies and shower shoes today. From the nation's best college hockey conference, access exclusive on-demand content and watch more than 140 live games. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. On your phone, computer, or stream to your TV. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. When you can't be there, be here. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. After a hard day at work or a long week, what's better than good comfort food to put you at ease? At the Spaghetti Shack, we say the answer is comfort food that's made by somebody else. The Spaghetti Shack has taken spaghetti and meatballs, the classic Italian comfort food, to a portable level. ASU alumni owned and operated the Spaghetti Shack is located at 6340 South Rural Road in Tempe and 592 West White Mountain Boulevard in Pine Top, as well as its ghost kitchen in Queen Creek. For lunch, dinner, or catering as well, call us at 480-687-2485 or order online at thespaghettishack.com. Coming to you from the Summer Skate Studios, it's ITHSW Podcast's College Hockey West Weekly. All right, indeed it is. College Hockey West Weekly. Scott Strandy with you tonight from a beautiful Palm Springs, California, as we await one more game in professional hockey at the beautiful Akashur Arena. Coachella Valley Firebirds hosting Game 7 versus the Hershey Bears. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, joining me from that big, beautiful palatial estate out on Long Island, New York, where it's just about one week left of the school year in the state of New York. So, Paul, uh, happy one week left. Thank you. Can't wait. <laughs> Are you, you're going to miss that drive, though, aren't you, really? Think about oh, it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are absolutely. you going to miss the drive-in on the distressway? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Sure. <laughs> well, in is one thing, but out's the worst. Am I not right there? Oh, yeah. Especially today was a two-hour ride home. <laughs> uh, I love it. Okay, so. GPS and it just takes, and it just says longer and later and later and later. <laughs> <laughs> Does that GPS not know how things work or what? Well, anybody that says time travel is not possible, you just look at the GPS. The closer I was getting to home, the longer it was taking me to get home. So don't tell me time travel can't go backwards. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Let's stay in Denver because we got to, uh, we have to, I should say. We don't got to. We have to. We have to talk about the uh, the schedule for the Colorado College Tigers. Or are we talking I'm about? I'm working on that. Whatever. I was just tigers. Working, whatever. I'm just working on my my pods of three in case <laughs> they're needed in the future. Uh, okay, Michael, if you're listening, that's Paul Hornstein throwing that out there. Okay, so here we go. We talked about the Denver Pioneers. Now we're starting to talk about the team that plays at Ed Robeson Arena, the Colorado College Tigers. And uh, they're going to open the season, Paul, on the 7th with a little exhibition against your favorite 
kind of mystery team, Simon Fraser. Well, the only mystery is why are they not NCAA? That's the mystery. <laughs> Your entire athletic program, the only Canadian NCAA team, and the only sport that, that doesn't compete at the NCAA level at any level is the Canadian sport. I'm not talking about lacrosse either. I'm talking about <laughs> okay, Wayne Gretzky. Uh, anyway. It makes no sense. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Um, anyway, so they'll open with Simon Fraser. Then uh, Coach Mayer will have his alma mater, Union College, coming to Ed Robeson Arena. And then uh, Long Island coming. So that's, yeah. um, that's one, two, three, four, five. And then they'll play at home again, or at the Air Force Academy against Air Force. So pretty much at home, just across yeah. the uh, yeah the I twenty five. No, they don't leave for a while. Not till November, and then they just go to Denver. So yeah. uh, how, how good is that team going to be by def- by the Denver's first game at Magnus, or the first game against Denver in Magnus? How about that? Well, we're going to see how quickly they come together, right? I mean, yeah. that's the question, right? But doesn't that help? Uh, some people well, tell you you want to be on the road, but I, I think in this case, coming together at home and playing a schedule like this is going to get them rocking and rolling by the time the NCHC season starts. Well, we'll see, right? I mean, everybody has a different approach to it. Uh, if they were opening up on the road, I'm sure that that's what Chris Mayotte and the, and the coaching staff would say. Um, well, since they're not, they're probably going to be like, well, it'll be good. The, the kids will be back in school. They'll get back into the into the good habits, and you know they get to play at home and 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 get comfortable again, and so forth. So it's just a, you know whatever. I mean, we know that coach speak exists, and does it really? Yes. <laughs> just hang out in the press room for the AHL once. Listen. Uh, let me know when you're going to find a uh, we stink or they stink. Why are we even playing them? Let me know when you find that coach. <laughs> well, Coach Todd Nelson of Hershey is close because uh, he'll talk about his team like that. Like he said, I'm tired of having passengers. He said, we can't beat this team if we have passengers. And we've had too many passengers in this building. Hey, I mean, you know, um, he's calling out his team. <laughs> I mean, that, that's three, that's three, three times I've heard him in a press conference call out a team, by the way. Well, they won three games. I didn't hear him say anything then. No, but um, there's something about winning at home. And he said right off the get-go, he said, hey, we knew that if we wanted to win this uh, Calder Cup, we were going to have to win at least one game on the road. Well, he's not wrong. No, he's 100%. 100% in the correct column on that one. But anyway, so Colorado College then will move and they'll play that home at home with Denver, which we talked about uh, right. early the first weekend in November. Then they go to Miami. Then they come home at Ed Robeson Arena um, the well, week before Thanksgiving. And guess who they get, Paul? They get Western Michigan. Well, here's the thing, right? You have a chance if you can grab one of those games against Denver to start the conference season three and one. I don't know. I, I don't recall them starting the conference season three and one in the years in the in the half dozen years or so that we've kind of been around. And I'd have to do a little research or make somebody else do the research. 
last time they started. <laughs> like three, the computer? If, if like type that in. <laughs> if they've ever started 3-1 and one in the NCHC. I'm sure there's been seasons where they did start 3-1 and one in their league, but I don't think it's been the NCHC. No, so they have Denver at Miami and home against Western Michigan. Then guess who they get at home to start the month of December? I have no idea. Yeah, you do. The, the team that uh, wears a pitchfork on their chest. Oh, the true maroon and gold team. Oh, oh. yo, Logan Cooley, are you listening, my friend? Anyway. Uh, <laughs> oh, we're, oh, you want to go there? Oh, we can do that. <laughs> anyway, uh, no, so they will get – they will get Arizona State at Ed Robeson Arena, which will be a huge series in December, the early week, the first week of December, uh, for both teams. Oh, listen, every game for ASU is big because they don't play in a conference tournament. Okay, cool. And, uh, you know, they don't have to worry about creating cap space like the tenant. <laughs> uh, you mean, are they, are they hanging about the floor or middle of the road or... They anyway. know where the floor is. <laughs> anyway, then they will travel to North Dakota. Coach Mayotte's told us many times about how much he loves playing at the Ralph because uh, he gets a chance to uh, bring his guys to a big-time environment, a big-time college environment with a professional setting, uh, everything that you would want your guys to experience. They get to experience again, and this time it'll be in early December, which may not be terrible weather in North Dakota. It could be, but maybe not. Then they close out that North Dakota series to get a couple of weeks off. They get to uh, spend the holiday season with an exhibition against Minot State. That will be on Friday night before Minot State goes to Denver. So that will be kind of a, a measuring stick, I think, for Minot State to see how they can do against those two teams. And uh, certainly Colorado College will welcome a freshen up, I think. Well, um, yeah, because they're in the same situation as Denver, except they're in the middle of a six-game road trip, so to speak. And, yeah, exactly. Um, and about to play, they'll be fresh, basically, for their four games in, in, in six nights. Where is that going to be, Paul? Um, I know that the, the third and fourth <laughs> game will be uh, conference games against your Bulldogs. <laughs> because uh, this rumor has it that you've already booked a flight to uh, Minnesota. Yeah, to see no. that Sunday-Monday contest between the Gophers and uh, Colorado College. I know you'll be shocked at this, but no. Oh, okay. Because Coach Mayotte was thinking maybe you were going to make that trip. No. Uh, no? I hate to disappoint people, but no. Okay. Anyway, they'll play at Minnesota Sunday-Monday. Very unusual. And then they will play Friday-Saturday back in the NCHC at Minnesota Duluth. I believe we've been told they are staying there. Uh, well, I believe Michael all, confirmed that. Wouldn't make sense for them to not stay there. Second of all, it is during the Christmas. Most schools are in Christmas break at that time, so you know it's not that unusual to see teams kind of mess around with the schedule a little bit. Um, hopefully, um, I'll have access to to at least watch one or two of those games. <laughs> Doubt it, but who? <laughs> okay, so they finish up that. Uh, they come back. They have uh, a home series against Miami. Then they go to that vaunted Lawson Arena in Western Michigan. They come back to start uh, February with St. Cloud State. 
They have a week off, and they will have North Dakota at Ed Robeson Arena. Then uh, the last weekend of February, they will travel to UNO and play Omaha. March will begin with a home series with Minnesota Duluth and then uh, a home game against Denver, and they will conclude the regular season uh, at Denver. Uh, so the Tigers, uh, Paul, uh, and I know we're running out of time, but can you uh, can you give me a thumbnail on that? Is this schedule uh, pairwise worthy for the Tigers? Well, we like this donut schedule. They start off with a whole bunch of games where they don't have to leave their beds and their and 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 their and their, and their own domiciles, and they end the season that way. Very nice. They're very clever schedule. <laughs> are we going to put that on Mayotte, or who are we putting that on? Uh, whoever wants to take credit for it, you know, let's not let's not preclude uh, Doctor Irvine here, you know, or or Michael Weissman, or Michael, or or Chris. Oh, it just or, worked out know. that way, I think. Ah, uh, listen, we'll give somebody credit. We'll just we'll auction off the credit, whoever. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Uh, so anyway, I think that's a very formidable schedule uh, for the Tigers. I think it sets up well for them as well. I think they have, as you mentioned, those home games start will uh, should give them a confidence boost uh, heading into the conference season. And then I think playing Minnesota uh, really tests your will, your skill, and uh, your ability to win hockey games uh, right in the middle of the year. Because you have enough time to adjust off of that to really go, go make a run uh, in your uh, conference. You also then will be able to use that as kind of a measuring stick as to where you are. And the slightly smaller rank. <laughs> oh, you are you are good tonight. You are just on it. The smite slightly smaller rank. <laughs> yeah, against a team that's never beaten USC. <laughs> Oh, bingo. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, um, so that takes care of uh, Denver and CC. We haven't seen, I don't believe yet, the Air Force schedule, so we got to get that Not so we, we can talk about that. So maybe we'll do Air Force and Lindenwood when those two both come out. Well, that would we, help. We went through uh, Arizona State. We will uh, jump into uh, the two Alaskas as soon as those are available. I think one is, one isn't. I think Okay. Uh, and then we'll also uh, next reach out to uh, some of our new teams. We've got North Dakota, we've got Augustana, and we got UNO. So maybe we'll try to get all three of them on one night. How would that be? I don't think we'll make it. <laughs> well, if we start off not talking about what's going on here in Coachella Valley, because things will finally be done, Paul, Wednesday night. Um, great, great hockey. It's been a great experience. Uh, it's been great to watch the growth of the game in a quote-unquote non-traditional market, um, which Coach Campy says we can't say that anymore because there are no non-traditional markets. Uh, everything is a traditional market now. Uh, so anyway, um, we'll look forward to that. Uh, two things I want to uh, I want to get out there. I don't know if you saw this on Twitter, but did you see who uh, Derek Schooley hired back to the uh, coaching staff? Um, I think somebody that left for CC, right? Ryan DeRocher, yeah. <laughs> Coming back to uh, Robert Morris. So good for him. Um, and then also, um, big news out of uh, Georgia after we had the coach on the show. Okay. Do you happen to know what that was? What about their Savannah Classic? 
Yeah. The Savannah Classic going on. And thanks, Coach. Thanks for uh, putting us in the invite because that was kind of cool. Paul might even go that direction that time of year. Yeah, I might. We'll see. (laughs) Is it warm enough for you? Oh, it's certainly warmer there than it'll be in. uh... (laughs) At the estate? Uh, No, I was thinking more along the lines of grand forks but <laughs> okay okay so anyway uh everything culminates this year with a frozen four in saint paul minnesota uh, and paul hornstein can't wait yeah okay yeah whatever. That's good. <laughs> this frozen four you may have to bring some some big lifelike pictures of yourself and put out there so people can throw darts at you or something whatever <laughs> bring it yeah, whatever. I, I get, <laughs> I get, I get the, I get the stink eye every day at work. So why should that be? <laughs> anyway, all right. So uh, take it away, unless you got something you got to get in there. No, no, I had something, but I f- forgot what it is. Maybe oh, jeez, serious? You forgot? Well, yeah, I don't, I don't want to. Do whatever it was. I, oh, I'm you are old, my friend. You old. are old. Not you. <laughs> From the Summer Skate Studios, Behind the Mask, College Hockey West Weekly, brought to you by Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Best in barbecue Las Vegas style. Uh, hopefully they get the original back up and running as soon as possible at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard. And the other location, uh, the newer one at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. By the NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three valley locations or behindthemask.com. Jets Pizza. Go to jetspizza.com to find your fresh deal at your nearest Jets location today. Top Golf. Play some of the world's most iconic golf courses without packing your suitcase. Find out how. See your local Top Golf Center or go to topgolf.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos Worldwide. It's where the action is in the resort or in town. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. Liberty University, hockey education and faith with equal passion at liberty.edu. And by the Caesars Sportsbook app. Play responsibly on the Sportsbook app that lets you earn Caesars rewards. College Hockey West Weekly presented by Behind the Mask and all of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com podcasts are live on the Podbean app and available for download at your favorite podcast platform. Search, subscribe, rate, and review ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. It's ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. Help people find the show. Behind the Masks, College Hockey West Weekly, and all of our weekly podcasts are a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. I will say that there is a uh, great opportunity for you to watch professional hockey um, at a pretty good level. Tomorrow night, there is a free view on AHL.com or AHL.TV. You can watch the game for free on that. You can also watch it on the NHL Network on Root Sports. If you're up in uh, Seattle, on the local channels here in uh, Palm Springs, and I believe also uh, being shown in uh, Hershey as well. So the Calder Cup Final, it all resolves tomorrow from uh, beautiful Akashur Arena. We'll say goodnight, little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro. Good night, everybody.